this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. It's kind of a bittersweet game for this Cincinnati Bengals team. I still feel like they have a lot of talent. Of course, they're core players. Joe Burrow, and I've said it before, Jamar Chase. And, of course, I want to put T. Higgins in that conversation. I just don't know what the future looks like for the team in the long period of time as far as an extension. And on the defensive side, they still have a lot of question marks going into the offseason with a guy like DJ Reader up for a contract extension if that happens, if he comes back off an injury. So, I don't know. This this game feels – it's a, definitely a different vibe going into it. And – doesn't mean a whole lot if they go winless in the division, if they never had their healthy quarterback for any of those games. Yeah, not really. <laughs> but um, there is all the possible final games. I mean, a lot of those I think are, are definite. I mean, Tyler Boyd, I don't see him coming back. I feel like if you do figure out a way for him to come back, it means that T's definitely gone. But I just mm-hmm. – I don't see them going through this offseason without tagging T Higgins – that just feels inevitable. I know there is the, I think, small but vocal minority that wants to tag Jonah Williams instead, and I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, noted Jonah supporter. People didn't like me last offseason because I kept saying he's fine and solid and a starting offensive tackle while they were hoping for Jackson Carmen and whatever else uh, – trade him because Carmen's not that much worse or he could be better. I don't know. But a whole bunch of like, it's not fine to start Jonah Williams, actually. <laughs> oh, that's, that gives me a nightmare to think about right now. If, if Jackson, yeah, if they would have tried to, to have attempted that strategy, but um, yeah. So it's probably Jonah Williams last game speaking on the T Higgins versus Jonah Williams franchise tag decision. Uh, unless a deal gets done with T, I don't see them tagging reader. It could be Reader's last game. I mean, the thing that sucks is I'm obviously a very big Reader uh, supporter, but also, man, getting hurt in your contract year, that stinks. But also, one more step from that is just – I had somewhere with this. I, 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 whenever you, whenever it feels like fans or analysts or somebody are coming up with a scenario that just doesn't sound plausible, that's when I think that player's gone. And the ones for Reader are like, one-year prove-it deal. It's like, what What do you mean? You think he's not getting an offer better than a one-year prove-it deal on the open market? That's, that's not happening. That's This might be the end uh, because I just don't think they're going to value it either being that he's – not going to be 30 yet. I think he's going to be 29, but whatever deal you give him is going to take him through his age 31, 32 season. And the Bengals don't like giving money to those players. So you're looking at those guys, Shido Beuzier, big in this last era of the Bengals. I assume he's gone. Mm-hmm. That one with the one year prove it deal is like proof what? He, he probably wouldn't start. Not yeah. the, nothing against him. And he started over DJ Turner. Uh, in that last game, but DJ Turner is, I'm 90, 80, somewhere in there. I'm fairly confident DJ Turner is one of your starting corners next year mm-hmm. with Mike Hilton and Cam Taylor Britt. Like that, that feels like your corner, your starting cornerback trio outside of something crazy happening. So Cheeto's probably leaving and going to go get paid and start somewhere else. So a lot of guys, feels like a lot of guys, possibility for this to be their last game. And, that sucks. It really does. Um, you know, I'm 
I, I always try to look at the glass half full um, because when your quarterback goes down, it's really hard, especially a guy like Joe Burrow. It's different for other franchises because they don't revolve around their quarterback or they have the number one defense um, in the NFL. And that's one thing that the Bengals didn't have this year. Um, but I think, you know, guys like Tyler Boyd, um, kind of just start with him before we get into all the Cleveland Brown and Cincinnati Bengals matchup. Um, he was one of those people. Uh, when he was drafted in Cincinnati, he always was really supportive um, the way he was in the wide receiver room and ended up being, you know, a really strong leader uh, with some of the younger guys when they were drafted. It was awesome to see the trio of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd in those conversations where is this the best? three wide receivers in the NFL and any team. And, you know, you had that for a couple of seasons and um, I was, I, I wanted them to win. I obviously wanted them to win the Super Bowl when they were in LA because that's my favorite team. I wanted them to win the championship, but I thought about guys like him and you can even point at Joe Mixon and just thought they've been through it all. They've been through the wins. They've been through the losses and it would just be really cool because of just how he's always been since he's been with the Cincinnati Bengals to see it finally get done for guys like that. Um, being around with the changes of Marvin Lewis to Zach Taylor, uh, finally winning a playoff game. I remember when they won the playoff game against the Raiders at home, he was leading the Hude chant with the stadium out, out of the, um, out, out, off the sideline. And I just thought this is so cool for him. It's so cool to see him uh, finally get this done. I know it's just a playoff win, but it, it's, it's awesome for Tyler Boyd. And I don't know. I just, I, I get it. I get why the team, it's more than likely not going to bring him back and, and he'll go on another team. It'd be crazy if he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. We'll see where Tyler Boyd goes in 2024, but he's definitely one I'm going to, I'm going to miss. I get it, but he still did a lot of uh, fun things when he was on the team. And I've always really just enjoyed him as a wide receiver and just as a person on the team. Yeah. I mean, he's been here a long time. I mean, that, that Ravens, uh, is probably his most famous moment, the game against the Ravens in a final, in a regular season finale that had no bearings on whether or not the Bengals uh, made the playoffs or did anything. Actually sent the bill, the bills to the playoffs instead. There's even less stakes in this one though, because the Browns have locked in the five seed. So win or lose, it doesn't matter for them. Meanwhile, the Ravens, you have to at least play spoiler and like knock them out of the playoffs. So in a shame for, type of way that there is something fun there but um that was a long time ago and he got drafted the same year michael thomas got drafted i could still remember being upset that all those wide receivers went before the Bengals picked william jackson the third who was the first round pick in his draft class um will fuller oh, Corey coleman I think I can remember Laquan Treble was the last one. I thought he was going to make it to the Bengals and he did not pick none of these guys ended up very good, except Will Fuller had a couple of seasons where he was very fun. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, oh, Josh Doxson. There's so many names. And then, yeah, second round was like Michael Thomas and Tyler Boyce. Like the second round was with good players. <laughs> but I remember being upset because I was like the Bengals were for sure going wide receiver in that spot. And then they couldn't because all the first rounders got taken. And then the second round, they get Tyler Boyd. And I think like, ah, you know, I wish this was whoever. <laughs> I don't remember who. But uh, how wrong that was. I didn't study the draft done. So, you know, don't come at me too hard. I just kind of like knew what guys were supposed to go where. Um, but that was, those, are my, those are two of my main memories. And then obviously you have in that uh, – Greatest terrible game of all time, the Bengals Dolphins, the where the Bengals came back the year that they got the number one pick. Uh Tyler Boyd towards the end of that game, 
because the clock was running out was hurt and he was able to limp himself up onto the uh onto the line of scrimmage so that they could snap the spike and not take our 10 second runoff which i think might have ended the game because i think it was like the second to last play or something mm-hmm. and that always stick in my mind too another meaningless game but you know just putting putting your heart and soul out there for the for the team those all stick out i mean obviously the, the past couple of years he hasn't been the number one guy he's been the three he's been the third guy but he still has his moments he still has great games weirdly the one i remember the most for recently is uh and i you could probably think of a better game than this but there's two uh and they both happened in 2021 one was the jags thursday night game against urban meyer and trevor lawrence where they repeatedly ran the same concept with tyler boyd on the juke route the entire way down the field uh for i think multiple drives and it was just unstoppable and then the other one was uh, the Broncos game where he had that huge catch against uh, Vic Fangio's defense. And it was like nobody was scoring in that game. You had what I think of as one of the great forgotten plays, f- funny forgotten plays where Khalid Kareem steals the ball from Drew Locke as he's trying to <laughs> do something. Oh, that was a wild game. It was like 10 to like 15. Yeah, yeah. And Tyler Boyd caught that big touchdown. That was just like, that was, that was it. Like somebody scored a touchdown, <laughs> like the game mm-hmm. over. Um, so those are two I could, two games I can think of recently from him. Do you have any to add on? Some probably some better better games. Oh my goodness! I just think when I think of Tyler Boyd, and he was always kind of the third down guy over the last couple of years. Yeah, and you know, yeah. during third downs, Tyler Boyd's going to get it. Tyler Boyd's going to get it. Um, and and I agree with you. Obviously, you know, this past year was kind of a down year for Tyler Boyd, but there's just so many moments of him being out there with the trio. Say T Higgins is tied up or one of the guys is dealing with an injury. You could always count on Tyler Boyd to step up. Um, I think, I don't think we talk about it enough. I think Tyler Boyd's absence in the AFC championship game changed that game offensively. And yeah. Cause it started there. off really good for them too, because the chiefs, the, partially because the chief slot corner got hurt on like the second play of the game. And then the way you could take advantage of that is they're going to have to pay attention to Jar Marche. So they're going to have to pay attention to T Higgins who they can't pay attention to when you're paying attention to two other wide receivers is the slot guy. And he gets to go against the backup. He was smoking them and he was smoking whoever they put in the slot. It wasn't just a backup guy. So he was about to be a big game, but then he also got hurt. Yeah, that one. And I always kind of do a, a what if, what what would have happened in that game if Tyler Boyd would have stayed healthy, um, you know, and we could say the same thing about the offensive line, if they would have had one more healthy offensive lineman. But overall, um, like I said, this one just feels like it's it's at a 95% chance of happening that Tyler Boyd is gone. Um, I wish him the absolute best and and hopefully, you know, maybe he gets one, one last touchdown at Paycor Stadium on Sunday versus the Cleveland Browns. And, uh, yeah, he's always just been a class act in Cincinnati. And, you know, just hearing Jamar Chase talk about him today, you could tell what a difference he has been uh, with this offense. Any other players besides um, – I, I, I'm i not ready to talk about the last game for T. Higgins because to be determined if he's playing in this game, but I, I agree with you, I, it feels like a tag or maybe they work out an extension. But for me, I'm leaning more towards the franchise tag for T. Higgins going into 2024. 